Welcome, Welcome to, to another episode. Well, you have to fast. Honey, you gotta slow down. You have to slow down, man. Welcome, Welcome to, to another, another episode, episode of, of Driving, driving to, to the Rest <laughs> with Larry and Inelia. Yeah, we did pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I think we need a few more rehearsals. Yeah, we've only done like fifty-three episodes. Yeah, well, it's a week between. Maybe we should be doing it more often. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> well, there are some people who do it daily. I know. How do they do that? I think they get up every day and do it. Just first thing in the morning? Or maybe at lunchtime. Yeah, maybe at lunchtime. Yeah. yeah. I think we should go more often than once a week. Yeah. Because we talk every day, all day. It's not like we don't talk every day, all day. <laughs> that is true. There's a lot of words being exchanged in this house. <laughs> yeah. One of the words being exchanged in this house last week, and the week before, and the week before, and this week, and this morning even, was about this giant tree that we have in our yard. Well, yesterday... Uh, Fred and Dan and I went to town. We had to pick up the Suburban. It's a 1993 Suburban with 250,000 miles on it. It's perfect. Except for it needs a little of this, a little of that, you know. Mm -hmm. So yesterday it needed a little oil and the transmission changed. It needed a little bit of, I didn't even know the heater thingy was leaking, but apparently it needed that. And the little knobby thing to open the hood, that was apparently broken, so it needed a little of that. And as we were going to town, as we were wont to, we went to the Global Ascension Center land. And I decided to show Fred where he might buy a house for us on the lake. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. So I took a drive down that road, you know, the dirt oh, road yeah. that goes all the nice. way down. Yeah. And uh, we found these giant, giant trees, like a uh, thousand year old, 200 feet, 300 feet tall ones. Wow. They're just yeah. amazing. Remember, they built a railroad. World War II, the Spruce Railroad. And they dug a tunnel through the mountain so they get all those big giant trees out of there to build um, airplanes because back then they you built airplanes out of spruce. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately for those trees, I guess, they didn't want to be airplanes. So the so war ended. Still there. Yeah, the war ended before the uh, um, railroad started working. Wow. <laughs> so they just abandoned the entire project. But now there's a nice bike path that goes on where the railroad used to be. Nice. So now you have a bike path that's about 100 miles long, goes to Port Townsend and all the way to the ocean. Is that a discovery trail? Yeah. That's a discovery nice. trail. It goes right in front of the Global Ascension Center, right in front of Mr. Rock. Yes. Yeah, we were there yesterday, day before day, oh, a couple of yesterdays ago with our drone. Remember, we took some nice pictures oh, yeah, of Mr. Did. Rock. Yeah, cool. And we found a hidden falls. It's a no kidding. At least a thousand foot tall waterfall. Just hiding in the woods. Hiding in the woods. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. That nobody sees. There's no trail to it. Yeah, but there's a, there's a you did go Jeep there, trail. But the Jeep trail we followed sort of like plops you out to the very top of it. And you can't really see oh. the waterfall because if you go see the waterfall, you're, you're hanging a thousand feet over the edge. <laughs> yeah, a bit scary. Yeah. That was a surprise when we drove up there. Because <laughs> as we are wont to do, Fred and Dan and I went exploring on that road. We got to the end of that road. It's a power line grade. I don't know if you're familiar with those. When uh, when they build the power lines, you know, 
they build a road along the power lines as far as they can so that they can uh, repair the downed lines oh, or fix great. the electric. I, yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. yeah. So that, uh, that's what that road was. They took the power line away, but the road's still there. Hmm. So we followed that road up, and it ended up in a campground kind of little thing at the very end of the road. And so we got out, and we were seeing this nice, pretty creek. It was really fascinating, right? It's like, wow, look at this creek. This water's so clear. And then we followed it to the end of the creek, and it went over the edge of the you know cliff. But you don't really see a cliff. All you see is trees, and then the creek running over. So it's like we <laughs> leaned right, over right, there, and we're oh like, my oh, my God. Stand back, stand back. Get back, get back, get back. <laughs> Literally, it felt like you could probably slide thousand feet out into space there wow. was a little tiny bit of a shift but anyway back to the tree right all well, this we're talking about a tree all this roundabout was because there's this giant giant trees on the lake that i took fred and dan to mm-hmm. so fred would buy us a lake house so that we could you know have a place to chill at the lake with all our all our peeps yeah yeah there weren't any for sale but there sure were a lot of big trees and there that reminded me of the tree that we have here yes. a giant is it a grandmother tree you think Probably, although I think it's called, I hasn't it? It's a boy tree. It's a boy. So it yeah. can't be a grandmother tree. No, it can, must be a grandfather tree. We'll call tree. it a grandfather tree. It must yeah. be a thousand years old. Yeah. And it is easy, 150 feet tall. I mean, it's massive, giant portal tree, actually. Oh, it is. You can hardly see it, and then it's there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like it has a little shimmer on it or something, right? Yeah. You know there's a tree there. But Barely don't really it. look at it. <laughs> then you, when you get close to it, you go, whoa, what? look how big this tree is. Has this so, been I mean, here? that's interesting in itself, right? <laughs> yeah. But what happened two weeks ago? Oh, well, we Or it was three weeks ago or whatever it was. Yeah, we had our workshop at the Shaman Shack, yeah. our instant manifestation workshop. Yes. Which, by the way, we did record for the... Ivan's Academy, and we will be releasing it as an online workshop. So, yeah. anyways, we had, we were having in the middle of that. Well, I remember then, in the middle of it. Yeah, you yeah. were talking. It's like yes, there are. Well, I I had some interesting experiences when you were talking. Remember, it seemed like um, fifth reality well, not wiggled fifth, around. But, yeah. Reality. Fifth dimension rolled in, but basically, it became I got a little bit quantum. Quantum. <laughs> you you basically stayed the same, and the entire reality beyond you, all the way the outside of you, above you, and around and below you, turned into this blur of other realness, and it was mm-hmm. hyper real, hyper dimensional, hyper hyper colored, hyper. Um, it's like instead of like a well, like TVs. You remember how televisions back when we were younger. Uh, TV was kind of a blurry thing. They smeared the colors together to make it work. Mm. And then as we got like newer and newer and newer TVs, they come sharper and sharper and sharper until now they're like 4K or 8K. Oh, yeah. And you go into Costco yeah. or wherever and they got all the TVs up and you look and you go like, whoa. whoa, that looks more real than real. Yeah. That's what was going on. It was more real than real behind you and around you, hyper real. And out to the edges of you, it, everything smeared apart. And things became shells of themselves, and I was just every day <laughs> it did that harder and harder and harder and more and more and more, and it was a bit hard to stay in this space <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without you know um start to come uh become a little less a lot less um here solid? here, yeah, oh, solid, yeah. yeah, and then you turned it down, then it became a lot easier, 
Yeah, on day three or four, I think it was. <clears throat> I had to turn the volume down because it was time. Um, otherwise, we'd have like a ton of people disintegrating and having crises. So. They do have those crises, and then they have to leave. And like I can't, yeah. I can't stay long. I gotta go. Yeah, so yeah. That's how the, how your body reacts is in that way. It's like, oh, too much, too much. Gotta go. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like um, they say, oh, and Elia, it's you're doing too much or doing this too much. It's something entirely different. It'll be like, oh, my family misses me. I gotta go right now. Yeah. Or or their ego. My, comes up and starts trying to destroy everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or they get in a fight with somebody, or yeah. or they just become irritable or upset. Upset, yeah, yeah very touchy, very triggered. And it's very non-secular because everything around them is supportive. All the information is very highly empowering. Everything's really good, but yeah, it's, it happens. It's it strange dissolves. how that happens, mm-hmm. but I yeah, think I that's why you had to turn it down a lot. I, I'm, you know, at, at, on the one hand, you're, from my perspective, like, wow, this is great. Keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Turn it up, turn it up. And other hand, it's like, <laughs> on the other hand, it's like, turn it down a little bit, turn it down a little bit. I can't sleep. <laughs> I'm sitting in bed rolling over and rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. You get it worse. Rolling and rolling. You get it worse because we share our bed, so yeah. Oh, my God. I remember sitting in bed and literally rolling donuts in bed trying to get some sleep. And I figured, ah, oh, forget it. I ain't going to sleep. I'll just sit here and be in nothingness or whatever. Pure energy. I didn't wake up tired, though, so it's yes. okay. yeah. That's what happens, you know, it's like when that flow of energy starts coming through, then you don't need to fill up your bucket again because basically it's full in the next morning, you know. Right. I think it probably was after that first dose of overnight rolling that reality started dissolving, <laughs> becoming hyper-real, hyper-dimensional. So while we were having our discussion, and uh, I brought that up, that that was the experience that I was having in you know, you asked if anyone else was having other experiences of some kind. And most most people were having something. You mentioned that there was more than just the people present, that there was something like 50,000 people listening. Mm-hmm. And I I suspect it's the individuals who will be doing the Ivan's Academy workshop online. Mm. Uh, but it feels, also because it was transcendent through time space, but also it feels like it was other beings too, um, not just human beings, but other beings on this reality construct. And that's where the tree comes back in. Because at lunchtime that, or the next day, I remember walking over and finding that giant tree and noticing that it had, um, well, I don't know if you're familiar with Sasquatches, but they leave sticks as messages, as messengers, as signs, as language, some kind. They line them up. Giant sticks, giant trees, and little sticks and little trees. But anyway, they'll f- they'll create patterns with these um, branches mm-hmm. that, at first glance, you say, "Oh, that just fell like that." But then, when you actually investigate, you find that they're woven in a way that it could not fall, or they're woven in a way that um, uses tree branches that don't happen above where they are (laughs) so they couldn't have walked there right and um, occasionally the branches are of the size that a human person individual or even a couple wouldn't be able to do it Mm -hmm. and other times it's not it's just you know regular size ones but at at any rate it's 
it's obvious at a level that it's been manipulated and it wasn't naturally falling that way. And there so was I three white sticks at the bottom, like branches, with no sub-branches, just this kind of one long branch. Three of them, wasn't it? Yeah, there's three, and they were placed in a way that made Maybe. a trail yeah. that you could see yeah. into, into the brush the and around behind the yeah. tree, the giant yeah, the tree. tree. Yeah. So, of course, it's like an invitation, come look. Yes. <laughs> and I walked up there, and I looked, and I ran back to the house. <laughs> I said, honey, 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 you got to come, got to come, got to come. Remember that? Yeah. You got to see, you got to see, you got to see. It's like, oh, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> we ran out there. Yeah. Tell them what you saw. Well, it was more like, what is it, what is it, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> so we ran out there, and the whole area behind the tree was trampled down, squished, like something big had been standing there or it's made a bed. sitting there, looked like. Even. Yeah, like a... And then I looked on one of the sides and there was a massive footprint. Uh, definitely a Sasquatch print. We have a Sasquatch print on the wall. At the Shaman Shack, yeah. It's to one like of those measure against and check yeah. against and say, is it similar, is it yeah, not? Yeah, it was, it was. And it was yeah. exactly similar. Yeah. And um, it was really fascinating, you know, something. It felt like there had been a Sasquatch or two just standing there watching the happenings at the Shaman Shack. Right, joining the event. And the way I, I saw so. it is like... Yeah. Hiding behind the big tree, that will hide in for sure, because it's a massive tree. Or using the tree as the portal. Although one of the other people found prints going up the hill. Yes, somebody. I didn't never. Ch- I didn't check look at those. those um, but yeah, somebody found more prints going up towards the road. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really, really, really interesting. So I think they were joining the, joining the uh, event. Mm-hmm. And then join the energy, or using it, or experiencing it, it, or or adding to it, or yeah, maybe they want co-creating it, I guess, co-create the the experience. But they were definitely interested. Interested, and there was no question something was there. I mean, the dirt was bare. There was butt print (laughs) from sitting there, maybe in a meditation, you know. (laughs) And behind the tree, but you could stick you could stick your head out a little bit, and you could see right in the window. And join in, you know, the experience. And it's right next to the portal, right next to the... Uh, Definitely, yeah. 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 That was really fascinating. Yeah. That was my, uh, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Big trees and Sasquatch. Yeah. So we have, I have heard anyway that they use these giant grandfather trees or grandmother trees as portals. And our grandfather tree is right next to our portal, so... I have heard that too. I don't I don't think it's quite 100% accurate. I think that it's definitely part of a highway, but not the highway itself. Or maybe it's the highway, but not the car, you know? Maybe it's I the road signs? More, uh, maybe. Because that's there, a maybe. thing that's there that's solid maybe and steady for a thousand place. years, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you want to go here or here, you have so a road sign. Tree, yeah. You have a, a space, a place mm-hmm. that you know that is certain. Yeah. That could be. It would also explain why when the light dark paradigm came online on the planet, all over the world, people started spontaneously cutting down trees. I know, that's the strangest thing. I wanted to know that. Maybe you can explain it to me. Maybe that's what the explanation is. But in Europe, well, in Spain, they cut all their trees down to build galleons and go around the world to collect gold. Yeah. And 
which made no sense. I mean, the trees are amazingly rich in everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it used to be in one giant forest and they cut it all down. Now it's mostly desert and fields, all of Spain. And England, it was the same. Everybody's heard of uh, Nottingham Forest. Yeah. It used to be really thick, thick, massive, massive forest. And now it's just a little park and the rest is all cities and houses. Well, when we were in England, it seemed like uh, a lot of natural spaces and places. It was really sunny, (laughs) it was warm, there was forests everywhere, and all the houses were made out of stone, so nobody cut trees down for for houses. Well, the sheriff of Nottingham cut down the forest so that the Robin Hood and his dudes wouldn't rob people. Well, it must have grown back. No, it didn't. Not the same? No. Well, it is a different environment, but I found, found it plezi- pleasing. Oh, it's very pleasing. It's, I mean, it's got fields. It's and got these rock, rock um, fences and grass and everywhere and yeah. tr- lambs and cows. And <laughs> yeah, that's not like exactly a, a forest. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <clears throat> well, we did drive through the redwoods in uh, northern California. Those giant trees, remember? Those are very, very big. Yes. That was definitely forest, been there for a long time. That's been there for a long, long time. Redwoods, yeah. And they're very, they have a very specific energy. I always wondered how come they don't grow up here. Or maybe they did at some point. Well, they have. Maybe they need more heat, probably, huh? They have a different cedar tree. Our trees are cedar, um, yellow cedar, I think. Oh, so the redwoods are actually cedar? No. I'm pretty sure they're a type of cedar. Really? Wow, I had no idea. We'll have to check that one out. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. We're not arborists or (laughs) treeorists. But the redwoods are definitely an old growth forest, definitely. And thousands of years old and very tall. And the sequoias are another type of that. And they're thousands of years old. They're the grandfather trees there in like southern eastern California, right? Yosemite. And up here we have uh, the cedar that all of the tribes made and lived off of. All of their clothes, all of their canoes, all of their cooking utensils. Basically everything that didn't need to be made out of bone or shell was made out of cedar. Yep. Clothes, to foot, food, to house, everything was mm-hmm. cedar. But for some reason, even though there was tons of people, there still was tons of cedar trees. Well, they used to manage them very well. They didn't just cut them down randomly. Even when they harvested the bark for making baskets and clothes and everything else, they would harvest only a little strip up in each tree so the tree wouldn't die. That's why there were rules, rules in place to preserve it. Definitely, yeah. Even back then, even a thousand years ago, they had some sense. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, I guess it doesn't work the same. No, because even the tribes cut some of the trees. Yeah, now even the tribes cut every damn tree down. Hmm. 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 It's gracious, I don't know. <laughs> Could be a little bride and groom coming out here. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, that's the brides and grooms of Gaia, by the way. Yes. <coughs> yeah. So, from whence did that sense go? Because it isn't like those tribes and uh, the those cultures were necessarily high frequency because they still had slaves and they still had abuse and they still had power over others but for some reason they didn't um, 
destroy their environment alongside them. Yeah, not every tribe on the planet destroyed their environment, that's true. Well, some of them might have, yeah. Yeah, some of them did. And I know that the Mapuche in the south of Chile, it's the opposite. They've always been caretakers of the land and they, you know, they're still getting put in jail and killed because they are trying to protect the forests and the waterways and the valleys and things down there. And the mamas in Peru, is it? Or where is that? The grandmas. The mamas and oh, the, the ones mamas, that raise yeah. up in the dark. No, I think that is in, is it Colombia? Colombia, yes, the Colombia. Yeah, when you listen to them speak, they speak like it's almost an entirely different language. Yeah. And their connection and how they describe these connections in their mind and the way that they're describing reality, it's just like obvious here. I'll tell you in kindergarten level. <laughs> See this string? I'll put this string here. You hold that and I'll pull it over here. See that? That's how it works. Get it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And they, yeah, because like, okay, they think that's Okay, we'll make it gold. Maybe yeah. you understand if I make it yeah. gold, because you love gold. Yeah. And they think, <coughs> oh, yeah, because they um, they think putting the string everywhere is going to fix everything. There's no other way of trying to show how everything's connected. <laughs> and then maybe if you understand, you'll fix it. <laughs> they didn't get it. No. No. Completely over. <coughs> but... But it was also a ritual. It was also a ritual. Yeah, it's like walking the boundaries yeah. and claiming the space. And, yeah. and things are... And to illustrate sure. and show exactly where the disconnects are. Right, so when we get into this uh, period like we are, physical splits, where the two realities are becoming louder and more obvious that they're different, and they're becoming less and less able to communicate with each other, similar to you might you might watch the mama's talk. What is the name of that documentary, do you remember? Um... Mamas? <laughs> no. <Don't know. laughs> I suppose we'll have a link in the... In the description, yeah. Description, the yeah. yeah. So it's like, it, it, it kind of reminds me of now. The way they describe reality and the way their brothers, little brother basically, the other humans that they share the space with, yeah. describe the reality are so vastly different. They can't even say the same, they can't even express the same words and come up with the same um, concept. Right. The right. concepts and the words are detached from each other differently. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it kind of feels like that's what's going on now because I can have a conversation with someone. And it's like, hello, <laughs> is anybody home? <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about weird stuff. Even just regular old stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? No, I'm pretty good by... I, most of the people that I, I think probably 99% of the individuals that I converse with are on my brainwave <laughs> in a frequency. So, so it's, I don't really get much of that. Uh, I do have some conversations with individuals who speak a different language, but communication has been my most kind of uh, interesting topic for me to learn. So I'm pretty much, I'm pr not 100% like expert, but I'm very good at turning it into their language, you know, speaking in their language. Not for long, because I get bored. But I, yeah, not for long. 
I've learned not to walk away, that's for sure. What, when I was younger, I would simply just stand You're up. You're boring. Turn and leave. Yeah, I would just... <laughs> Without saying anything. <laughs> I would just get up and leave, but my sister taught me that was very rude. So I stopped doing that in my 20s or 30s. Um, but generally speaking, yeah. Um, but at the same time, no matter how much speaking and communicating we've done... If they're on a different frequency or the different the other side of the split, basically, it's uh -huh. almost like you're talking to the wall. Pretty much, yeah. So, I so think that it's a clear enough, um, clear enough to know that if you're trying to talk to someone, thinking that you're going to convince them of a different reason. Oh, I never do. I'm just saying. I never convince else is, anyone. Never convince. Never convince anyone. It's, it's pointless trying to convince anybody of anything. But you why is it pointless? Because it used to be because there was this thing called right. debate and you have a fair debate and at the end of the debate there would be a clear decision made and it would no. be the sense, the most uh, evidence backed it up, blah, blah, blah. And then you're, okay, this is real, this is true, this is how we determine it. You have a position, I have a position, let's put the, the facts out and let's debate the facts and see where the true real is. So in other words, where's the true real lie? Well, debate... It depends what type of debate and what culture, because um, there's even a debate society, you know. And it's not about proving somebody right and proving somebody wrong. It's almost all about... Um, well, the, the, the debate style that I learned growing up, and you have to remember that both my parents were university professors, uh, was the one... I can't remember now, but... Uh, is it Plato or... I don't know did it but you used to do it basically you have two opposing views and you choose randomly who will have the opposing view on what side of the view each person will be and then you argue that view until the cows come home because <laughs> that will generate new ideas oh. it's, a, it's a method of generating new insights and new ideas so what the view is was irrelevant but arguing it or having a debate around it opposing views that was the important and interesting part so it stretched your brain and it allowed through new things it allowed new things to come through mm -hmm. the process of engaging In deeply a with a position yeah deeply with a position yeah and that's the one that I learned that's the one that was encouraged in my house as a little child I always won <laughs> <laughs> I was very good at it. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> so now um, some of the new ideas that come into our world, revela revelations like the hearts of valve, not a pump, and water has got a fourth phase and it's coherent and it's lattice-like and it's gel-like and um, 5G, other electromagnetic frequency things, jaggle the water, make it sharp and pointy. When it's frozen, you take an image of it, it's it's discoherent. And coherence is important in water. Natural water coming from a creek with tweety birds tweeting and leaves falling gently. And, um, you know, when you go sit in the middle of an old-growth forest with a grandfather and grandmother trees and you hear the birds chirping and the chipmunks, bark, bark, bark. Oh, that's a chicken. What's a chipmunk sound like? <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. 
Yeah, hi, PB. You have your chipmunks too. Uh, you want to see the chipmunks? <laughs> and you know how you feel as a human being sitting there in that space. It's like, uh, how would you describe it? A oneness with the planet and everything is good. Yeah. So that's what the water feels. And when the water feels that, because it turns out water is a conscious thing too. When the water feels that and it burbles and curgles and makes these little vortices, all of the little crystals in the water line up and they line up in a form that's pleasing and supportive the same way that natural space is. Yeah. And if you blare a... Oh, don't do that. Like do that. <laughs> Imagine that. Shocker, man. Then add 15 of those. <laughs> You add all of those together and point that at the water and then see what the water tastes like. No, that won't be good. It's so completely different, right? Yeah. But if you try to explain that to somebody from one paradigm, a different paradigm where, you know, I want my Wi-Fi to work good. I need it fast everywhere in each room. That's my priority. And you say, hey, that messes up your water. They go like, what are you talking about? This, it's nothing to do with water. It has nothing to do with water. It has everything water to do with... I got a good man. signal in all of my yes. rooms. Yeah. What do you want to do? Go sit in the living room to use your Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's the kind of thing. It's like, how can you... Do you even bother? Because you want to share these new insights, these new revelations with the people that you care about. But it seems like sometimes the people that you care about care about other things. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I just tell them and I might as well tell the wall or it's okay to tell them? Well, you can tell them until you're blue in the face. They just know, don't expect anything back. Okay? <laughs> don't have any expectations, your expectations of it being accepted or heard or understood. If you have no expectations of it being understood and followed through, then yeah, you can... Have a lot of fun talking to them about this stuff. Only if they're interested, though, right? Because they I have noticed be. that, you know... Yeah, they won't be. <laughs> if you uh, if you try to start a conversation with someone, say about, I don't know, Siberian trucks stuck in the mud, and what kind of tires work really good about that. And their eyes glaze over. Their eyes glaze over. <laughs> and you can have a really strong opinion about which are the right tires. Is it tires or tracks? Which is better? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the track that goes on the road, <laughs> like the, what they leave behind in the mud? No. No? Oh, oh that's okay, honey. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, it's a little bit like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, definitely. Yeah. So if it ever comes the day that you're curious and you're walking around, you think, I wonder what's better. Tires or tracks in Siberian mud? But you could just ask tires me. tires make tracks? On the road? I mean, on the sand or? On the uh, the yeah, sure. Okay. That's it. Yeah. That's what. So, anyway, you ever have a question in your mind, you could come ask, and then I can have a conversation about it. And I think that might be where it returns to is uh, if Do you, you volunteer information to someone idea. who's yeah. absolutely. Always a bad idea. Always a bad idea. I mean, uh, you can wear a t-shirt that says, ask me about Siberian truck tires versus Siberian <laughs> tracks. And if you're wearing the t-shirt and somebody's curious, it's like, oh, he knows about that, I bet. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? But here's the thing. But you don't need to go like You're talking preaching. About, yeah, so he, that's a very good word that you use there, preaching, because you said have a conversation, but actually what you were describing is I'm going to have a lecture, monologue. Right, right. Do you see the difference? Oh, yeah, I definitely do. That's kind of my point. Yeah. Is, so you, um, can, you can have an amazing conversation with Dr. Cohen, for example, about the contagion myth and all these water things, you know, the, the structure of water and everything else. But you can't have a conversation about that with, you know, somebody who's never heard of it. You can have a lecture, but not a conversation. Right, and they might be interested in it, but I suppose that there needs to be a little bit of a understanding that when you broach these topics, because uh, we have a lot of things that we have interests in and and some of the people in our lives are not that interested in them. <laughs> yes, I mean, true. not really that many people, I don't think. Mostly just our own children. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple of children who are very interested. Yeah, we have a couple of children who are very interested. And a couple who so are much. not as much interested. <laughs> yeah. And so you want to impart your knowledge. But then again... You Imparting have your, your knowledge and having a conversation are different things. Okay. But you're, you're a natural-born leader and teacher that's why it always comes out you know you want to educate people and you want them to have all the info and you're very passionate about that which I like about you at this at this point in time though it feels more well the guidance and the understanding is is that uh, you need to let sleeping dogs lie or otherwise known as let it crumble let it crumble baby let it crumble yeah. Because the data is available for anyone who wants it. Mm-hmm. Their it higher hidden, selves choose it. And their higher self is choosing. And when you're yeah. in the middle of a they know how you feel an event about of sieving, then uh, what what data you follow is based on what your higher self is um, choosing. choosing. Mm-hmm. So we'll let it be, let it go. Yeah. And all yeah, you do hard. when you fight it is you, you become frustrated yourself. Yep, and you lower your frequency and you get sick. <laughs> and then you lower your frequency and you get sick. <laughs> yeah. Your my higher self does not want me to do that. No. Okay. I don't know about your higher selves, but I suggest your higher selves don't do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I think I've I think I'm good. Tall trees. Tall trees and sasquatch. Sasquatches. Instant manifesting. And structured water. And structured water. And uh preaching to the choir. <laughs> or the not choir just not don't preach <laughs> just, just drop the pole preaching yeah for the time being yes <laughs> okay just sit in your house by your fire enjoy the have snow have good conversations good conversations with people who mind. are interested yeah interested and interesting interested and interesting hi puppy <laughs> she's smelling into your mic <laughs> I think okay, she feels then. that you're complete <laughs> yes I think we're complete love you honey I love you honey mmm <laughs>